0: welcome to the d shift podcast where we provide inspiration motivation and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms are you ready let's get this shift started hi I'd like to welcome you to the podcast today and we are here to speak with the wonderful Denise Bello who is a serenity expert and I love that title that's my that would be my ideal job description. So, Denise, uh, I know you've got a lot of other things you do, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself in a moment here, but I just want to thank you for being on the show today. Oh, you're
1: very welcome. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Wonderful. Is it finally getting to be nice weather
1: where you are? Yes. You're in Vancouver, right? Yes, in- yes, Vancouver, British Columbia, and we've had sunshine all week, and now it's a bit chilly, but... Sunshine in Chitty is not so bad. Oh, wonderful. And I have to say, I used to live in, in um, just outside
0: of Vancouver, so I know exactly what springs are like up there. It's actually very beautiful in the spring.
1: A lot and of cherry Chile. trees and yeah. blossoms all over the city, and it's you walk around and there's petals all over the ground, and, you know, it's beautiful. It is. It's really beautiful.
0: So, Denise, I think, again, thank you for being on here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your area of expertise.
1: Yes of course like as you mentioned I'm a serenity expert and what's a serenity expert people ask well it's someone that is in control of of their emotion so whenever events happen to me I don't get shaken up as much as other people would be shake, shaken up I I have better control Over situation, I've been studying um, emotional intelligence for almost, well, I would say over 30 years. And by applying initially emotional intelligence, that allowed me to recognize my own emotion and learn to deal with it as they come. And now I'm a specialist in positive intelligence, And positive intelligence is different than emotional intelligence. It's almost the cherry on the cake of emotional intelligence, because positive intelligence, instead of emotional intelligence, you have an emotion and then you learn to deal with it and to recognize it. Positive intelligence, you learn ways to not even get that emotion to affect you. So you don't have to deal with your emotion as much, negative emotion, of course, as much as you would with emotional intelligence, which is super wonderful, because events happen in life. And as I built, we call that in positive intelligence, building mental fitness. And it's like physical fitness, but for the brain. So when you go to the gym, and you build your muscle, then you get strength into being able to lift things that are heavier or to do longer exercise with mental fitness then you deal with your emotion and with the events that happen in your life. So you're better equipped to deal with those emotions as they come. So that's what mental fitness with positive intelligence allow me to to become a serenity expert, because my first go-to is thinking positively. If something bad happens, I say, hmm, what can I learn from that? And what's the gift that could come out of that situation? And it's totally different mindset of thinking as opposed to seeing the negative and, and plunging head on into the darkness of your bad thought. And I
0: think that's what I think that's really important is because bad things or I hate not even bad things, but just negative things. Um, a lot of a lot of the people that are listening are going through a divorce. So most people yeah. wouldn't associate divorce with being a positive, although there's positive aspects of it, right? Mm-hmm. New chance to get a fresh start. That yeah. could you maybe explain, let's say in that context, with or if somebody's going through a breakup or a loss of a job, how could you funnel that positive experience and dealing with that emotions into How would that help you in that situation? Let me put Mm it that
1: way. Yeah, for sure. The first thing you have to do is develop empathy for yourself and and self-compassion. So it's really to look at at the essence of who you are and how you can be in that situation. And if it's tough, well, recognize that it's difficult. So that's self-compassion and recognize that, yeah, I'm going through a difficult time right now. And I'm going to give myself a little bit more self-care because I need that moment of reflection. I need, it's, I'm not okay. So when people say, how are you? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. But inside you're, you're boiling or you're, you're, you're suffering. So be allowed to say, no, you know, it's, it's tough right now, but I see that it's a phase. It's something I'm going through and this, this too shall pass. That's one thing I say a lot to when I go through different events. This too shall pass, because I've, as you, uh, Mary and Marty, you've seen people going to divorce, and in the end, it's it's usually for the better. Because who wants to stay with someone that they don't get along with? The process might be difficult. Having more empathy for yourself and empathy for your 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 soon-to-be ex-partner that it's tough for that person too. Even though someone can put like a big armor and seems like that it doesn't affect them, in reality, it does affect everyone. And the more you're vulnerable, the more you can show that things are difficult and that things are not ideal, you will have, like, for example, if you have children... Not to go and cry and yell at your other partner in front of your children that's feeding the poison pill. But if you tell them, you know, I understand that you can find that difficult because I find it difficult, too. Right. And if you share that empathy with your children, with your ex-future ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. or husband, <laughs> like the, your, your partner, right. then, then you have so much more love for what happened. And, and in the end, it's for the better, And, you
0: know, I think that is so, so important. And that's one of the things I stress in my divorce coaching. This is not a competition. The more you can be collaborative, the better off you're going to be, your kids are going to be. And let's face it, you may not, even if you, even if you're the one that wanted the divorce, it's still difficult. I mean, it's difficult to say this didn't work. It's difficult to say I've lost that love for that person. And maybe you haven't even lost the love. Maybe it's just the relationship isn't sustainable, but there is a loss involved yeah. whether you, yeah. yeah and I, I, what do you think about, I'm going to make a statement. You tell me if you think you agree with this, Denise. Okay. Do you think that a lot of the anger that people display when they're going through a divorce, especially the petty anger, um, is really about those hurt feelings that they're not able to express any other way. So it comes out as kind of that nasty behavior. What What are your thoughts on something like that?
1: I think it's a lot of, um, as I mentioned about empathy, that's the big one, like having a lack of empathy for the others mm-hmm. and, and for yourself. But also we have our saboteurs and in positive intelligence. We have like the negative voices in our mind that control our, our thought and behaviors. And if if your victim saboteurs is very strong in you and it sometimes some saboteur come out in different situations. And I can I'm taking a hypothetical situation, a woman that is divorcing and feel like a victim in that situation, because men are let's imagine that her man is very overpowering because he's a controller as as a as um, saboteurs, so she would play the victim. Oh, poor me, poor little me. And then what happened when you play the victim? You surround yourself with people that would play with you, that would support the victim mentality. And then you feel, oh, I'm being recognized, so I'm going to keep playing. And and make sure that whoever's listening... It's not conscious, so you don't do that consciously. I'm not saying that you're you're playing that role consciously, but it's our mind that plays tricks on us, mm-hmm. that that plays like oh, and you you look at the society, and then you want to associate with other people that have been victimized, and you feel sorry for yourself, and then you poor poor little me, and and then you you you're caught in that game. But once you use the power of 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 having curiosity in that situation. How can I get out of this situation as a winner? Whether you win financially doesn't matter, but how do you win emotionally? Is Are you going to be labeling yourself as a divorcee that have been cheated on or whatever the situation for the rest of your life? Or are you going to be moving forward and Continue your life and grow and explore new avenue and be curious about what else is out there for you. So it's always a choice. And that's why working with Marty and coaches that will help you just move forward, move out of that victimhood of that or controller mode, you know, because some woman will say, no, I'm getting, I'm getting every single cent and this and that, and that's controlling, right? That's, that's not love. When you are in saboteur mode, you're not in loving mode. When you're in sage mode, which is the more positive side, then you're more open for innovation and, and seeing what else is possible. How can we amicably work this out so that we can move forward and still be friends and not be together because our relationship doesn't work and stay? Like, the, I, I love divorce where they say we still love one another, right. but we just don't want to be with one another. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if
0: you've got children. I mean, that's so powerful, not just for you and and your partner, but it's also going to be extremely powerful for your kids because they're going to see a way to handle this um, that is positive, that doesn't damage or destroy, that honors the other person. Um, so I really like that. Denise, I'm going to put you on the spot because I know a little bit about positive intelligence and I'm so excited. I'm actually going to be taking the training. So that is something I'm really excited about. Um, but I'm, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned the sage and the saboteur and the control person. Can you talk a little bit about what that means so that people that may not be familiar with those terms yeah of course the, uh... in,
1: in general the um the saboteurs and i'll pull out my notes because i don't want to miss anything so let me take a second and pull out my notes so that i don't miss on anything i'm really putting you on the spot today aren't I? On the spot, <laughs> which is great so we have we have different saboteurs right and those saboteurs are like you have the avoider, which is one of them. Then you have the the controller, which is always needed to be in control and always wanted to control any situation. There's the hyperachiever. The hyperachiever is, for example, somebody that that go is in a relationship and and wants to it's really important to get married, to get the house and the the white picket fence and the children and all. that's That could be the hyperachiever achiever talking. We gotta have all of that. That's how life should be. So that would be an example of an hyperachiever in a relationship. We gotta have like the, or, or work-wise, we gotta have the, the the bigger salary so we can have the bigger car. So we can have the, you know, like it's all the image of, the, the grass is greener on my side than their right. side, right? <laughs> I gotta have the best thing. So that these are example hyper uh achiever. There's also the hyper rational. So that would be with the one that always have to rationalize everything, always have to you know find a reason for everything, and this 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 very very right um, left brain, right? Like very black and white. And uh,
0: can I just jump in and interrupt Absolutely. you because I think that's something that I deal with with a lot of my clients who are like, but I just don't understand what the reason is why the other partner doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. And uh-huh. I'm kind of, and so that's something sometimes that people have to work through that you can honor that they have a reason and not understand it or agree with it. But obviously they have a reason or they wouldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, human yeah. beings don't just... But thank you for, for, for
1: mentioning that one because that yeah, is... And sometime- They don't want to share the reason because it could be hurtful for the other person and they don't want to hurt them. Right. 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 You never know. Yeah. You know, sometimes it could be their own uh, ego that says, you know, I, I like, let's say you're with someone for five years and the person asks for the divorce. And the reason is like, in reality, I never really loved you. Right. Like, I didn't know I didn't love you, but I don't have that spark inside of me But do you want to tell that to that person if you actually, you love them, but you're not in love with them? Right. And it's like, it's hurtful. It's like, we just don't get along. I just don't, you know, like there's different, there's like a million reasons why would someone, you know, not want to share. So Exactly. Exactly. So that's hyper-rational. I need to have the reason. (laughs) And there's also the hyper-vigilant, someone that's always worried. When I think about divorce and relationship in the hyper-vigilant is, would be like, this is also like a uh, typecast, but the woman that's always worrying that her husband is cheating or the husband that's always worrying about the, the wife is cheating and always worrying about always checking like, oh, where have you been? How come you're so late? What happened? You know, like it, hypervigilance, always looking for everything that could go wrong. So that right. would be the hypervigilant. We also have the pleaser the person that would do everything to please the other person and bend forward and backward and and do everything to the detriment of their own their own will mm-hmm. right like you will have for example I, I often give the example of someone that's a pleaser and your friend asks you oh can you help me this weekend move and you say sure, I'll help you, but in reality, you wake up Saturday morning. So why have I say yes? I don't really want to do this. Exactly, well, you busy. do it because you're a pleaser. You do right. things and you don't really want to do it. But when you're in a relationship, we call that compromise. But sometimes the compromise come always from one side, and then that's the yep. pleaser in you that force you to 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 not displease the other person. So that's one that's, you know, very strong in in people. And another one is the restless, someone that's always got to keep busy and never can sit down and have a quiet, you know, a quiet time with your spouse, right? Oh, I got to go do the laundry and I got, oh no, I got to drive the kids there or I I have to talk to Joanne, she told me, you know, whatever, and I have to get back to her or, or you know, I got to go run or I got to whatever. Like the, the restless is cannot take any time to... Quiet Just down and down. relax, yeah. and take a moment of doing nothing. Right, yeah. so that's the restless, and then the stickler is like, you you see those those story with you know the cans and the 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 cupboard are all <laughs> lined up, and the 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 Euston style are all put together perfectly, and and all of that. So you have all of those that. You know, like it's uh, everything has to be perfect. The relationship has to be perfect. The lawn has to be cut a certain way. So that can build friction in a relationship. Sure. And finally, the victim is like, "Oh me, poor little me. Nobody loves me. You know, you know. Like I'm always being mistreated, and I'm always, you know, like, you know, whatever the situation." I'm being abused, he doesn't, you know, pay attention, doesn't bring me flowers, whatever that is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like and the thing I so like sorry for yourself.
0: Yeah, and the thing I like about these, and I just want to throw this in here, is these are not a diagnosis. So you may be sounding, well, that kind of sounds like and you may be throwing in like a mental health term in your mind as you're listening. But the whole purpose of positive intelligence is not to diagnose or not to say, hey, you've got this wrong with you. It's just to recognize This is what's going on in your mind that might be driving some Mm -hmm. of these behaviors that are causing you to feel sad, angry, victimized, alone. And the the great thing about this is you have the power to change it, right,
1: Denise? Yes, yes. But the thing is, I'm not labeling my clients with that. Absolutely. There's an assessment that you go do. It takes five minutes. And I'll share the link with you later. You go do an assessment. It takes five to seven minutes. It's right. a lot of questions, but it's quick. It's between one and five. Yes, no. This one, this one. You know, and then you you don't think too much about it because if you think I've had clients that did it with like thinking, oh, what could be the right answer? And of course, the the test is is. Not good because it doesn't really represent you, but you got to go your first instinct. Right? Yes, I'm the person that does that. No, and maybe sometime, oh, maybe it's a neutral. And then at the end of the test, you have your result of your saboteurs all of them, all nine of them. And then we have the judge, which we don't really score because we all have a judge. The judge is the one that say you're not good enough or or why do you even think that you could be happy in a relationship? And like right. that big voice that always condescending. Right. But once you do the assessment, you got your own score and they tell you which one are your top saboteurs. And then the one we want to work on, it's not always the top one. Sometimes we feel that maybe the controller is the fourth one or the fifth one, but it affects us in our life in many ways. So then maybe we want to work on the controllers and recognize it. So the first step is to do the assessment. The second step is become aware of now that we we know those saboteurs and what they do in this description how does that affect me in my life? How does that interfere in my relationship and in my, my general life? And then the third step is to go to the gym, to go to the, to go to the mental fitness gym and then okay. do some exercise and learn how to build your mental fitness by now. The solution is the sage. And so we have nine saboteurs, one judge and one sage that has a tool belt with five powers. And and these powers, I was talking to you a little bit about it earlier. There's the empathize. So be, having empathy for yourself, for others, and for situation. Have empathy towards your divorce. It's a situation that happened in your life. And, and look at, at it as, you know, okay, like, you know, it, it's tough. Divorce is tough. And a lot of people go through it and we can choose to get out of it strong and right. and healthy and positive. There's also explore, like you need to discover more about what is going on before deciding to or acting. So when you, you're you starting to have those conversation about divorce, it's like, okay, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. what's going on in our relationship and be curious. I, I like curiosity as one of the power, which is explore and be curious about what's going on and, how can we make things better? Can we resolve that? Maybe, maybe not. And how can we move forward? And then look at innovative ideas, innovate. Look at ways to, to change situation. Like I, I, we play a game that's the yes and. Too often we would have a conversation with someone and then what we would hear is like, no, but that's, you know, <laughs> or, or we say yes, but, which means no. Right. right if you say a but which means you deny you, you deny what you've just said right so we play a game that is yes and there's always at least 10% that we can agree on on what somebody says so bring back what that 10% and if you don't find it look for it look at something that's not all bad it's like the yin and the yang there's mm-hmm. always a little bit of positive in the negative and there's always something negative in the positive so that game is like yes and and you add on, you you come with more innovative idea of resolving a situation. And then the fourth power is navigate. And it's the need to find alignment and deeper value and purpose into your life. So it's often the game of flash forward, like look at yourself 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road. And what would that situation look like to you 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. How often do we look back at heartful situation that we've had and say, really, that it was tough, but in reality, it was not a big deal. Like we found gift and situation. We look at situation and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Right. I, so, it's
0: surprising how many times you hear, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, Denise, that's okay. But no, go I ahead. I was thinking of, I was thinking of a time that I really desperately, when I was just graduated from university, I was desperately wanted to get this one job. I went to the interview. I was so excited. I came out of the interview, was you know, got the call. This was back in the day before there was text messages or anything. Waited a few days, got a call. Nope, didn't get it. I was devastated. I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I took a job I wasn't really excited with, meant moving. Um, and then I was living in Canada, meant moving to Manitoba, which I yeah. didn't really want to move to. <laughs> but anyhow, best thing that ever happened to me. It was the opportunity I got. Um, promoted through the company re- really quickly. It was such a positive experience. Yeah. And But at the time when I didn't get that job, I thought I was so qualified for and I really wanted, I was devastated. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But so that's the idea is to to always look for the gift. And sometimes, you didn't know then. You took that job, like, well, moving to Manitoba. It's like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> and, But in the end, it turned out to be a gift. Yeah. And even... Even if it doesn't turn out to be a gift, maybe the next job would have been the gift, right? It's, so so yeah. it's a situation of staying with the process and staying positive and staying open. Sometimes we have to uh, deal with it and let go and sometimes deal with it and look at different situations, exactly. right? And I think you said at the beginning, and I'm paraphrasing what you said, but even
0: in the negative, look for the learning or look for the... Uh, you know, I don't know that term "silver lining" as a little overused, yeah. but you know, look yeah. for what is positive here. What did you get out of it? What can you leverage? What? And, and I think divorce is a really great example. But so is just about
1: anything else that you
0: can go through in
1: life. Yeah, so. and and it's not to uh, not to well on the past, and the past can be five years from uh, from years ago, or it could be five second ago. Right. Somebody might say something right now that would upset you, and then the way I see that is I see anytime we have a negative emotion, like somebody tells you something and and you're upset. Imagine that it's just as if you have your hand on a hot plate, right? The upset, the negative emotion, the the, the turmoil in the brain. Imagine you're on a hot plate. If you had a hot plate and you put your hand on it, you're not going to leave it there. It's like, oh, that hurts. and And then you go, clean the wound and then you're fine because you didn't leave it there very very long right but the longer you are in negative emotion and then you i put that also like putting oil on the fire you you play the game of back and forth and back and forth and you get really upset and it's like imagine your hand is on that hot plate and the longer you're on the hot plate the longer it will take to heal the wound what a great way to look at, uh, to think about that, like to think yeah.
0: of that analogy. So thank you for that. That's wonderful. So
1: every time we we play the game of of fighting and arguing and going back and forth and back and forth, it's like your hands on the hot plate. Yeah. And the longer you stay in somewhere that burns you, well, the 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 wound will be much deeper, and it will. You will feel like it'll take you longer to heal from it. Yeah. But with positive intelligence, when you realize that you're negative emotion, then we call that going to the PQ, PQ gym, you know, like the positive quotient gym. You go to the mental fitness gym. Right. You regroup yourself. Sometimes you can do it right away. Like I was in a training actually this morning and we were giving the example of a um, a tennis player in a tournament, right? And let's say he, he did us uh, hit the ball and then he didn't do it properly. So then he get all shaken up or the golfer, right, that hit the ball and sent it off to nowhere. And, <laughs> and then but if he stays in that negative state, the rest of the game is lost. Right. Right. But you have to recuperate right away. So we have to, OK, take the hand off the hot plate and say, OK, whew, take a deep breath. Focus on what I want to do. I know I know how to do that, that hit. So let's get prepared for the next one. And then the next one comes and poof, you got it, right? right? But if you stay in that negative emotion, if your hand's on the hot plate and you say, how can I have missed that shot? I always have those shots and I'm so incompetent. He's going to beat me. I'm going mi- to lose the game. And if you stay there, the next ball comes. It's like, oh, I missed it again. Exactly. You know? How yeah. can I be so stupid? Come on, put your thought together. You're so one and then and then you do you miss the next one and then the game's lost. Yeah. But if you catch yourself, oh that hurts, okay, let's let's take a few deep breaths. Let's look at, okay, let's regroup. Focus, ball, opponent, it's coming. Let's do it. Poof. Then you're good. But if you end up, let's say, losing the World Cup or the tournament or, you know, whatever the big game, it might take you a bit longer to recuperate because it's like a bigger loss. Little loss is you can't snap out of it right away. Somebody tells you something nasty, wash it off. You know, like do like a, take a deep breath and say, "Ah, I'm not reacting to that. It's not worth it. It's not worth my peace. It's not worth my well-being." you know? And even like, because playing at hurting others, because that's usually what it is. Somebody hurt us. What do we want to do? We want to hurt them back. And is it really worth it? No. It's like, it's like taking, you know, like a poison pill and hope the other one will die. Yeah. Right. So, so that's what PQ rep is like, take a break. Is it worth it to reply? No, it's not going to help me. It's definitely not going to help him or her. So let's stop this right now. And then if they insist, you, you stay stronger and then you can voice it. I say, it's not worth it for us to argue right now. Let's find out a solution. And that's when you work and you navigate. You know, you look at different ways and innovate. It's like, let's, how can we resolve this? And I don't say you can do that right off the bat, but it's something you can grow into as right. building your, your sage muscle, building your, your power so that you can have that more in ease. Initially, let's say your baseline is here for... Out of the screen, you see me right in the middle of the screen, right? So your baseline is here for being sage and be positive, and your saboteurs are not too far below it, you know, because we're always more positive, and negative. We hope so anyway. Right. So when we get affected, then then we go up and down and up and down. But the 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 negative event goes here, right, above your your neutral level. But as you practice positive intelligence, as you become more Emotionally stable, then your baseline is going to go up. So the same event might go up to here as opposed to there earlier. Right. So the effect that you have is not is not as much, and the one that was going just here now you're above. They don't even affect you. So they don't over, really bother you. Yeah, over time
0: you can you can develop. What I'm hearing is over time you can decrease the impact of those negative events by controlling how you're able to focus your inner resources to deal with them so that you stay in that positive
1: plane rather
0: than letting them get over. Wow. And so
1: that's part of the coaching work. And that's what it's like going to the gym, right? Going to the physical gym, like the, the workout, right? Like As you build muscle, let's say you, you want to be a cyclist and you're, you're working your stamina and all that to do long ride. Initially you might do two kilometers and you're like, my legs burn and I can't do it going up a hill, forget it. I have to get <laughs> off the bike and walk it up. Right. 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 But as you train, as you build the muscle, as you build your stamina, as you build your cardiovascular and give me the hill, you know, give me five hill. I'll exactly. go up the mountain and I'm pedaling and I'm going and my heart is strong. My muscles are strong. And I, that hill for me, the one that I had to walk five months ago now I can write it and zoom it up, it. yeah. <laughs> so that's the same thing. That's that, you know, right. that's right. the heel initially and your strength, but now you build your strength so that heel doesn't affect you anymore. So that's the same, same, same things. We're building our gray matters to deal with those positive situations. We're building our resilience, we're building our strength to be able to handle those situations. And and then you can put them into action. You you go and you move forward and say, OK, let's if we got a divorce, let's do it. But let's do it with peace and see how we can accommodate everyone. Let's not hurt the kids. Let's not feed them the poison pill. Let us work together so that the kids know that mom and dad are still friends and still working together. Right. We can still do things as a family if it's little joe's birthday well we'll celebrate together right like we'll we're not going to take you off and say no you're never going to see mom and dad together like there's ways to work together
0: and i just want to point out that this that positive intelligence isn't just for the divorce i mean you can use this in in your professional oh, we use that relationships. In CEO. We
1: use that with everyone. Yeah. Like it, with, for everyone everybody that has emotion can use emotional intelligence. Pretty thoughts. much anybody on the face Other of the earth intelligence.
0: Right? Yeah. And think about it if you, if you're a parent and you're lear- you know, learning this like I'm learning this in my 50s. So right. what if you were a parent and you had a child and you could start teaching your child this skill? Because if you if you're being coached and you're building your muscles, you can help your kids. So that your kids don't get, you know, they get that benefit of all this training. So, Denise, this has been so fascinating. And I think we probably need to uh, have you back on to talk a little bit more about some of this (laughs) stuff once we see some of the comments and things. We can stay here all day. I know. I know. You and I can talk for a long time. (laughs) So one thing I would like to ask you, though, is there one thing in particular that you would like to sort of highlight or summarize or have people keep? in at the top of their mind in this conversation we've had today
1: there's one one uh, saying that i heard in the past and and talking about everything we've talked about it it's it's be, it's more important to be kind than to be right that it's is more important. important to be kind than to be right so fighting and bickering and always want to have the last word and always want to put the other one down and always want to to be the winner to win right like it's it's so much better to give love in, in your every day ask yourself how can i be more loving yeah. how can i be more helpful not depleting yourself and be the pleaser that empty yourself but in our relationship with everyone around us how can you be more loving with your partner, even if you're divorcing? How can you be more loving towards your children that are might be suffering through that situation that's going on in the family? How can I be more loving? And the more love you give, first you give it to yourself and then you give it to others. Yeah. And just have more compassion for yourself and understanding that, yeah, this is tough right now but I can make it through love. I can make it through loving and understanding as opposed to fighting and and hating. Wonderful. I think those
0: are such important words. Thank you. Denise, I'm sure people are going to have um, an interest in learning more about you and what you do and finding out ways to connect with you. Mm. Uh, So we are going to have some information that's going to be written in the the notes below. So um, if you're looking for specific connections, but tell us a little bit about how people can get hold of you, Denise, and then we'll also have the... In the, in the notes below um, mm-hmm. on, on the show, we'll, we'll definitely have that, your contact information. But
1: Well, I talked earlier about the uh, saboteur assessment. So I will, I, I'm not sure if I gave it to you, Marty, but I will make sure you have it. Thank For you. For you to do the saboteur assessment. And once you've done that, I invite you to have a session with me so I can go through that assessment with you and go to your result and show you how... To help you recognize how your saboteurs are actually coming into your life and already giving you tips of how you can start to eliminate them not eliminate them we can't never get rid of our saboteurs but we can quiet them down everybody has a different ways of talking about it for me it's like i put them to sleep Shh, go to sleep i don't need you you know go lay on the corner and be quiet okay you know? and but everybody has their own way some people lock them up and some people are like hey, for me i like to put them to sleep Shh, go to sleep
0: no, that's, <laughs> that's great and so um i just want to let people know there's no cost to do that assessment you just go yes. on to the website and you do mm. it and you will get the results
1: um, yes, yes i'll send it. you a link to register for that and yeah. that's
0: great so they will have the link any any other way that you want them to be able well to i, I my and...
1: name is my website so denisebelil.com my email is denise at denisebilil.com. So you can just uh, reach out, say, "Hey, I heard you on Marty. I want to do this assessment. If you don't want to look in the notes or whatever, like just there's a lot of way to to find me. My name is where I am on social media. So just look me up, and I'll be happy to have a conversation with you.
0: And I happen to know you have a Roku channel, or you have a show. On yeah, Roku. yeah, I'm on.
1: I I have um a show, a weekly show on the Win Win Woman Network. So if you go to Win Win woman dot tv or dot com and look up you know there's two channels i'm on the first channel and look up you know the it's all good show the reason why it's called it's all good is because my favorite god, <laughs> and that's the way you know it's like seeing the event of the past like hey it's all good you know and worrying about the future eh, it's all good you know it's just living life as it is so and on that, if some of you would love to, if you have a career that leads you to wanting to have your own show and you want to be your own host, whether you do... I have a friend of mine. She does um, healthy vegan living cuisine. And she has her own show because she talks about health. She talks about, you know, how to be better, you know, by what you eat, the way you affect the environment, etc. If you are... Um, different things like if you're a coach or if you are different reason why you would want to have your own show there's we're looking for people all around the world because we want to have we're, we've just been open like a few months like totally launched and now we're looking for more hosts. And I am there. So I have a series. I think yesterday I recorded my 18th show. Yay! Congratulations! Thank that's, you. That's so incredible. I have 18 shows that I have recorded. And if you look, uh, Denise Belil on YouTube, I also have a channel where I have Facebook Live every Monday. And I think I'm at 38 now. Great. So I have 38 shows where I interview people like Marty and <laughs> uh, and do different uh, events you know, for people. So well, Denise, I'm all over the place.
0: Thank you so much. This has been so informative and we definitely have to have you back, I think, for more information. But um, this has been fantastic and I'm going to encourage people to reach out to Denise. She's a lovely person. She has helped me incredibly answered a whole bunch of questions I have. And again, Denise, I just really appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. It was a pleasure to be here.
0: Thanks for listening and supporting the D-SHIFT podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-SHIFT crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.